Do you know why the Mayo Clinic's in Rochester? No. I, lo- I love the story of how it ended up there. The I've always forget his first name though. Doctor Mayo, whatever. Uh, they were traveling. Light. What? It's like John. Doctor Light. Thank you. Um, <laughs> uh, they were traveling across the country. Doctor Vegan Mayo. There you go. Yes. Thank you. Um, they were traveling across the country, headed somewhere else, and he got malaria. I think they were in like Oklahoma, um, and he got malaria and was so fucking miserable that he told his his party that he was going to get on his horse and head north until he either died or got to some place where they didn't have malaria. <laughs> and which one was Rochester? Uh, no malaria. See, uh, but yeah, that's so he just stopped there. He's like, all right, I'll open a clinic here, <laughs> and he just stayed there. Wow. That was the the history. Listen, and he I died of malaria. Officially from the Mayo Clinic. I had to go sit in the audience uh, to tech a show that are running there. And she gave like the brief history of sure. the, the <laughs> hospital. I was like, are you fucking joking? Like I was waiting for the like the reveal. Was, just kidding. His mom lives wait, here. Wait, really? That's that's really real? That's how he's <laughs> like, yeah. Just head, I'm going to head north until I either die in my saddle or I find some place without malaria. That's a long way to go. That has malaria. If that's right. Mm-hmm. Wait, where did he start? That's a lot of malaria. He started to in get through malaria, like, Oklahoma. And, and how the fuck did he know that there's no malaria? malaria? Just, right. like, yeah, just like, here's a lot of mosquitoes here. Well, it, right. You know, on the outskirts <laughs> oh, of. No, there's a big banner when you get Rochester, to the city. Welcome yeah. to Rochester. No Home malaria. No malaria. <laughs> <laughs> now I want. Now I want to fact check that story. I mean, I definitely got it from the Mayo Clinic, but I wish I knew more dates and details. And his first name. <laughs> Jared. Yeah, let's say that. Jared Mayo. Because well, Jared Mayo Ooh, is... Uh, that's a gross porn name. <laughs> uh, no, Jared Mayo is uh, is a basketball player. Oh. Oh, no, that's OJ Mayo. Jared Mayo is a football player. I didn't know there were so many Mayos. Wait, are you serious? Yeah. Did you just make that name up and that's a person? That's a real famous person? I said Jared. He said... Oh, yeah. I see. Okay. Right. When I say Jared, you say <laughs> Mayo. Mayo. Jared. No. Mayo. Jared. Mayo. 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 First we'll have a little chat, then put on our Now it's time for next advance. And what what was your role on Neutrino, by the way? This time around. <laughs> the, this time around. Um You mean like this uh the second part of this run or the this the resurrection of Neutrino? The resurrection of Neutrino. Uh I I've basically just been bothering uh, the people that ran Neutrino last time to okay. bring Neutrino back okay. for years. So were you one of the creators at all? Or? <laughs> no, no, no. It was created in New York. Um, but you brought it here? No. Uh, okay. So the the show... Why is, are you here, uh, Right? <laughs> I know. Um, I, yeah, I I ended up with only the, the weirdest of connections to the show, other than just remembering that it happened. Uh, the, yeah, the show was created in New York at Upward Citizens Brigade. Right. Uh, and they, they keep it under a Creative Commons license. Mm-hmm. So any anyone can open a, a Neutrino, you know, your hometown. Mm-hmm. But they ask that you have somebody come out from the original group to workshop how to do it. Okay. Uh, at the time, uh, uh, Eric Noble was in contact with Matt Donnelly, who uh, I had already made contact with uh, through other channels when they were uh, going to be touring with Possible Side Effects. Uh, so I missed that whole thing. So Donnelly came to town and workshop Neutrino like while I was away, even though we'd already started other conversations. And Eric had talked to me about being part of the show, but I wasn't able to do it because of my my work travel schedule. Mm-hmm. So I ended up like missing out on that entire entire run of uh, the Neutrino video project. But yeah, we had the last performance of it at TCIF two. Yeah, and then so it was one of those things that you know, like once a year, I would send a message of like. 
Can we do that again? Can you yeah. can you guys put that back you together? To get back in. Um, well, I didn't. In? I didn't even want. I didn't even want to be a part of it. I just wanted the show to come back. It okay. Was, it was amazing. Um, and right away, you know, they were like, "Well, it's a lot more work than you think it is to mm-hmm. to get it rolling." So it's not something that you would like put together and and rehearse and get all of these things moving just to do like one show. Um, and and the people in the group really weren't and James can speak to this more because he was actually part of it um, I think at that point weren't interested in doing another full run of it so it's one of those mm-hmm. shows that's like too much work to just like do a one-off you know when you feel like it you have to really want to commit to it um, so yeah it, it went like that for years uh, and then once we opened huge uh, I I picked it up again of like we would put up a run of the show if you want to do it and um, there were some talks back and forth of, you know, maybe, um, you know, maybe some of the cast would, maybe, maybe not. Um, so it was put on hold for a while and eventually, uh, between Eric and Hannah and I'm not sure who else was involved in the conversation. They, uh, agreed to just hand over the, the rights to produce Neutrino Twin Cities to me okay. at, at Huge. So, cool. so it, it transitioned to, uh, to me and then, then it became a, uh, question of just timing the, like we knew we had to do auditions and, and mm-hmm. get the tech together and all of these things. But then uh, when they handed the show off to us, it, we would have ended up opening in the dead of winter. So we put it off for basically an entire year mm-hmm. to get ready for it so we can open oh, it God. in spring. Can you imagine doing Neutrino in the dead of winter? No. That would be terrible. <laughs> it sounds awful. <laughs> right? It was bad enough when we started in, what, April? March. Whatever, yeah. March. It was it pretty was chilly. It was still cold out. Yeah. yeah. And snowy. Yeah. So, yeah. So the... The conversation has been going on for a long time. So essentially, I'm one of the producers and directors. Sure. sure. Uh, and the main push behind it, behind it coming back. I guess so. Sure. Yeah. yeah let's say that. Okay. <laughs> so we are here today with uh, the producer, one of the main producers, one of the producers. Who sure. are the other producers? Uh, it's, it's essentially Nels it's and huge, I. It's huge, right? Uh, yeah. I mean, it's okay. a huge produced show yeah. now. Um, but yeah, me specifically, I'm, I'm okay. the lead from huge on, on the project. Okay. So the, the producer of the show, Butch Roy and, uh, two of the, uh, actors, uh, and filmmakers, and we'll, we'll get to all of the different hats that are worn in the show. Uh, and could you introduce yourself also? Yeah, I'm Jen Van Com. I'm a cast and crew member of Neutrino this year. And I'm James Moore, Ooh. and I'll be talking more in a little while. Oh, he's going to love that. That's Roger Moore. <laughs> um, was that, that Jared Mayo? <laughs> <laughs> that, was, that was Jared Mayo right there, oh. doing James Moore's voice. Oh, got it. Uh, wow. Jared Mayo comes in and just does voices for us whenever we need a proxy. And as always, I'm joined today by another cast member slash multi-hat wearer. Uh, no, one hat. One hat? Just one. I've, as long as I've known you, you've worn at least two. Okay. Um, one at a time. I guess that's how people wear hats. Usually, yeah. yeah. And also, my uh, the the co-host of Next at Bat, as always, I'm joined by... Philip Simondet, cast and crew of Neutrino and Next at Bat. That's correct. And the host of Next at Bat is... Matt McLeod, cast and crew of Next at Bat. Uh, thanks for joining us today. <laughs> And uh, so Neutrino is, uh, let's say, unique. Yeah. In I, its... I would say a nightmare. Okay, sure. <laughs> That's fair. Uh, it, but it is, it is definitely unique in its presentation. And uh, I think it is safe to say that it stretched the bo- stretches the bounds of uh, what 
long form improv is. W- would you agree with that? Uh, in that it's largely recorded. Y- yeah, it's yeah. all recorded. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, it is very unique. Mm-hmm. So Neutrino is an improvised film that mm-hmm. takes place. Uh, it starts uh, at Huge Theater, the beginning of it. Then the entire thing takes place in the streets uh, mm-hmm. and nearby businesses mm-hmm. around Huge Theater. Mm-hmm. Um, and then comes back to Huge Theater at the end to say thanks. So it's <laughs> it's very interesting that everything that the audience is watching is happening around them, but not in front of them. Mm-hmm. Um, and that they're watching a video of it. So um, so basically, if you want a, a quick rundown of what it is for yeah. anyone listening that has no idea what the hell That's we're talking about. was going to be my first question. Um, so it's a very large cast. Yes. Um, and for the sake of each show, we split it into three groups. Each group is, you know, about six people. Mm-hmm. Come out on stage, and at first we get a suggestion from the audience, and then immediately take our video cameras, and we run into the streets, like I said, and parks and nearby businesses and and go off of that suggestion shooting three separate scenes for each group mm-hmm. we have tape runners because we are shooting on real dv tape mm-hmm. not digital we're doing it old school those tape runners literally run those tapes back to huge where butch or another showrunner is putting them into the deck and playing them for the audience live so what the audience is viewing is what happened about five 10 minutes ago mm-hmm. outside. Mm-hmm. So it's really cool. Yeah. So we have, there's 10 scenes all together because all three groups get three scenes. Mm-hmm. I'm saying this right. And then at the end, the three groups combine and do one final scene, which is really interesting because we don't know what the other, what the other groups were recording at the time. Mm-hmm. So we all kind of have to run together and figure it out. What were you guys doing? What were you guys doing? Okay. Mm-hmm. Let's, let's have some sort of conclusion to all of this. And we put it all together. It's, it's heraldish. Yes. It is. A, it is yeah. a herald. It was yeah. actually created for herald, right. herald night. Right. Um, it just happens to be presented by way of video. And, and I mean, it wasn't it created to explore a different way to look at herald. From what, from my understanding, uh, the, that that was uh, that was one of the purposes of of uh, neutrino was to get this uh, get a different way to look at it. Yeah, I mean, it adds the the. <clears throat> the whole set of cinematic tools to what mm-hmm. you can accomplish in a herald. So, yeah, it, it basically layers in a, a whole other language and vocabulary on top of the fact that you happen to be impro- improvising three storylines, seen multiple times each. Uh, not to mention that the the A one, A two, and A three are all done by the same per- group, uh, and then right. and then separately. Uh, so then the universe building is uh, is done, you know, differently. It's a it's a sort of um, they're just done discreetly. And- yeah, uh, and there's a lot of weird differences when when it is presented in in video form. Mm-hmm. It starts to change. Uh, like for an audience watching a Herald, there's you know there's a distinct possibility that you're watching three different universes, and sometimes that ends up being the case. Um, whereas you know I think the initial assumption when you're watching a video, even if it jumps from storyline to storyline, is that they are all in some sort of conjoined reality. Right. Um, and I think that affects a whole lot of how you treat it because, and, and that affected casting and, right. and how we sure. uh, prepare for it too, because you literally, um, you know, on stage you can, you know, say like, Oh, I'm a, you know, 60 foot tall giant, uh, rabbit. Mm-hmm. And you know, the audience, okay, great. But on, in video, for some reason you, you know, the audience doesn't make that leap anymore. So you're limited to literally the visible physical reality that you're, 
your recording. That makes so sense. It, it, mm -hmm. it takes away some options, but it gives you uh, a whole other set of options and tools. Mm -hmm. uh, and uh, James Moore just joined us. Uh, Hi. Hey, James. How are you? I'm good. Good. And uh, you are a cast member and, uh, and crew of uh, Neutrino, the Neutrino that, Project. That is true. Uh, and you also were with the original Neutrino Project, Minneapolis. Is that correct? I was. <laughs> More importantly, though, I think you guys should know that there's uh, a little girl who lives in your neighborhood that looks just like Honey Boo Boo. <laughs> <laughs> that, yes. Yeah. Uh, that, yeah. You know uh, who I'm talking about then. All right. Uh, I, I don't. Something needs to be done about this. Yeah. yeah. Wait, you don't know who the kid is or you I don't know. know who Honey Boo Boo is? No, I know who Honey Boo Boo oh, okay. is. I don't know who the kid is. Uh, you don't know every child in this neighborhood? Uh you gotta be looking out. You gotta be looking out for each Quite other. Quite frankly, Philip has spent more time sitting out in his car watching the neighborhood than I have. <laughs> okay, but not in a creepy way. No, no in a neighborhood in a neighborhood creepy. watch way, I, which I is also a creepy you. way. Yeah, I defy <laughs> you to find a way to phrase that that's not yeah. creepy. Yeah. Can't be. Done. I enjoy my car. It's like a, a already creepy. Isolation so much that you solitude. have a whole video series that takes place in your car. <laughs> Philip likes to play uh, stakeout. Mm, still creepy. <laughs> eating his car. Eating his car and. I am a protector of the people. There you go. I am mm. a vigilante without a cape. <laughs> okay. And or, or also without action. Uh, witnessing is, is action. I've got cameras. <laughs> Still, I'm going to... I'm going to... So I'll, speaking of cameras, let you know, let's talk about I'll let you know if it doesn't feel creepy at since any I, point. Since I showed up, this really went off the rails. <laughs> No, it was when they had Philip start talking. Yeah, we were barely on the rails to begin with. Oh, man. Yes, I was in the original uh, original Neutrino yeah. video project. Yeah. So we, we were just talking about the format of Neutrino and how mm. it's, it's basically a herald in essence. Um, so by using uh, cinematic techniques, uh, could you explain like some of the techniques, um, all three of you actually, uh, the types of cinematic techniques that you could use um, and how that affects working in an improvisational uh, setting that you're not able to normally bring to an improv set. Sure. It's actually really cool. And since it's a four month run, so yeah. we've had the time to kind of explore evolve. all, yeah, yeah, evolve and explore all sorts of different genres sure. and things. Um, and because we have all this time, it's like we want to see like oh what can we do this week or what's a new thing we haven't haven't tried so right. we've seen um film noir and educational films and uh, a puppet show and animations and steampunk. b movies and yeah. steampunk, steampunk and really? all sorts wow. of really awesome stuff which is great because it is improvised the director might come in with some idea of what they want to accomplish but they still have no idea how it's going to work or what mm -hmm. exactly sure. they're going to do so you can kind of create a framework for what you want to do. I think a lot of it is just using the language of film. Mm -hmm. um, and really, it takes the whole idea of uh, an improv of show, don't tell mm -hmm. to another level. Uh, because you're able to do things cinematically uh, and really show the, show the viewer what exactly you want them to see. Force them to focus on a specific, mm -hmm. a specific moment. Uh, because regardless of what you're doing on stage... Um, you know, the viewer is going to look wherever they want. Sure. Yeah. And um, you, and you can literally do things that are impossible to do on stage. I mean, you can, mm -hmm. with the in-camera edits, you can make a human being appear in the middle of the sidewalk. You know, you can, uh, what was Jake's alien character? They held hands and, and were transported to another location instantly where you, you can describe those things on stage, but you can actually do it. If you stop the camera 
and make everyone else just stay really still and then place a new person in there and then start the camera, it looks like <laughs> a person just appeared. <laughs> but other second. stuff like, you know, on stage we do stuff like scene painting yeah. that creates this world and we can actually do that with black and white or yeah, sure. with going to that nearby coffee shop, mm-hmm. you know, that looks like whatever. It it's it just really brings a new level of life that you wouldn't be able to do just on stage. Yeah, there's a big difference between saying like imagine this in black and white and actually seeing it in black and white and the high contrast mm-hmm. or even just saying like we're, you know, we're in a, you know, a dark alley uh, and, and then asking the them to alley. imagine it throughout the whole, mm-hmm. you know, and and, and not let that slip while you're also doing a scene, but being able to show them a you know really really cool uh, black and white dark alley is awesome. I was never able to figure out the black and white preset. <laughs> <laughs> so James, you you, you talked about uh, the language of film. Now are you are you talking about things like you know being able to frame uh, like you know do a medium shot, two shots, uh, right? Close ups, yeah. zooms, uh, you mm-hmm. know pans and stuff like that. Yeah, different devices like that. Okay. Depending on how much time you have, you can get fancier with stuff. Mm-hmm. We um, we did a, a, I can't remember if this was in the steampunk one that we did. I think I, I think it was where where you were the the Philip. You were like the sort of Bane slash. Yep. Yeah, we found a guy gas from, mask. Guy from Fury. Road. Really? Oh, so I was wearing a gas mask the whole time. And so there was. Uh, it ended up uh, in the basement of the annex as these things frequently do we shot uh, a fight scene which was just is a building right next to huge that uh, acts as practice space oh we haven't mentioned the annex until this point oh really okay wow Um, so many secrets (laughs) but we shot a a final fight scene um, um, between uh, Philip and Jen Scott and Jane White that was all uh, just uh, shadows projected against the wall awesome that they took a bit of a a turn into film noir there Mm -hmm. um that was kind of fun to see because uh choreographing fights on camera especially with improv is a tricky beast Um, (laughs) yeah but we were able to really make it look like like uh, jen was just completely bludgeoning philip uh, just because of shadow proximity and stuff and it ended up looking okay and like the uh i still go back to the 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 old neutrino at TCIF, you did a whole series of scenes just in the basement of the Brave New Workshop and mm-hmm. never left the, it was the tech workshop. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. And it was just like you standing under a lone light bulb with a prop time bomb. Whereas oh, like, is that me? Yeah. Oh, okay. Um, and like something like that, you know, one guy on stage standing perfectly still sure. holding a bomb or not, it feels so like, you know, wide open and sort of lacking all these things, but you can force them like you you only get to look at this box yeah and it, yeah, yeah. It's, it feels claustrophobic even it's even though it's exactly the same elements and it held you know a, which a is whole, what film can do yeah and yeah. it held together a whole third of the of the movie if you watch enough neutrino you'll also realize that we use uh, uh spare theater lights for a whole <laughs> host of different uh yeah they look like a lot of things they look like a lot of things <laughs> So it, it, it sounds like you will use, um, you know, found costumes, found uh, props, stuff like that. Uh, so, it, but it, it is improv, yes. Uh, like you're not, you're not setting out with a, an idea in mind. You're not setting out with uh, like a 
you know, a costume rack that's running along with the camera or anything like that. Is that correct? Well, when we started doing genres, um, maybe halfway, two thirds of the way through the, uh, the first half of the run this year, which Mm -hmm. that's a a bit of math that I just said, that's going to make no sense to people. But, um, we, um, had a box of, um, various props and little costume pieces that have been used from different huge shows. We're just sitting on a box in the, uh, uh, backstage. And uh, when I said, well, okay, let's get a genre this time around, um, just have that box handy. Sure. And so we would have, uh, one of the runners, um, once we got our suggestion, just run back there and okay, find, you know, whatever you can mm-hmm. that you mm-hmm. think, you know, correlates to Western or whatever in that box. Sure. And so we had, we grabbed a couple things um, on the outset. Yeah, so we didn't really have anything that was just running along with us, but we had access to a few things around the theater and sure. just kind of. But I mean, to the, the simple answer to your question is yes, absolutely. It's improvised. Yeah, right. Um, but yeah, a, 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 a good knowledge of all the things you have on hand mm-hmm. is certain, certainly allows you to uh, come up with more. So there've been, yeah, there've been, I think, uh, some people that are a little more active in like bringing in extra options sure. just to have them along. Absolutely. Um, yeah, I would say that's usually more how it goes. It's just, I brought, I brought these things just in case. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, ultimately it, it is just a matter of like using whatever you have around you. Mm-hmm. And the action is all improvised, but there is an aspect of you can cut filming and give have the director give notes like oh you have thirty seconds to get this major plot point out, or I'm gonna make this camera move so you need to do it this way. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah. The director is like often forgotten about as the as a, I mean it's a real interesting thing to have like a guiding hand in an yeah. improv scene. So <clears throat> it, it almost ends up being more like uh, is it sort of like Commedia dell'arte style um, improv where like the director's telling you where the, they want the scene to go, but it's your responsibility to get it there. I think that depends so, on the director yeah. more. I mean, okay. I, I've seen, we've had some come in that were just long shots of conversations that were just clearly allowed to be improvised in one take. Okay. Um, and then there's some that work more like a filtering mechanism of like, Ooh, yes, that's mm-hmm. totally where we're going, mm-hmm. but you're still just reacting to what's being improvised. And I think some people have a, a more clear idea, mm-hmm. okay. but you guys would, I mean, you guys have all directed. Yeah. Yeah, I was on James's crew. How about crew. You, you three? What was your style? Um, once when James was directing, I was very impressed by the way that you directed because you you said, I really just want to be this unknown, kind of unseen person with the camera. You guys just run with it, and I'm just going to stop you to get different angles. And I thought that was really um, a great way to let the improv shine. Um, I said that. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I don't know if you said it in as that nicely. But your eyes. <laughs> no, I know. <laughs> I know. I wouldn't have said it that nicely. But I smiled with my eyes. Yes. Um, yeah. So, so that, the, so you really let the improv stand on its own, and that was great. And the story that came out of what the improvisers were able to to make was was really beautiful, and you just captured it. So it was. I think I my, my my style tends to tends to start off that way, and then sometimes I, I get a little bit more um, as the as the story progresses and as we get short on time. Um, sometimes I start to get a little bit more bossy, but yeah, I mean, uh, you know, initially at least, um, you know, it's it's nice to just let people go and because I don't know what direction to give until 
until, until you see something to work with. Right, exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but definitely other directors will have a pretty strong idea and they'll have more of a heavy hand in mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. where the film is going to go, which is also super interesting because then mm-hmm. you know stuff pulls out of their brain that the improvisers necessarily wouldn't have thought of. And mm-hmm. I don't know, it's... I, Every directing style I've seen so far has just been like, wow, that's so cool what we've all created yeah. together. To some degree, it, it, it has to be like um, Lord of the Rings acting against a green screen, you know, yeah. because there are times when as a director you tell people like, all right, just trust me, uh, you know, everybody line up and then one at a time turn your heads at the camera. Yeah, I'm going for something here. Just trust me on this. And, and <laughs> all right. And Philip, I'm guessing you just set the camera and then you just turn and watch for kids on the street. <laughs> yeah, a lot of weird drone, drone shots. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. My, mine was more of a found footage, like just a mm-hmm. like the neighborhood was the char- main character. So yes, yes. New York is a character. Yes. Oh. I yeah, and I only ever got this. I mean, I never went out with the crews, but being on the receiving end, it was really. I, being on the receiving end and watching it with that eye of knowing how the process works was really mm-hmm. was really really fun for me, of just n- like knowing what it's like to improvise on stage, but then seeing like you know when somebody's just really in the forefront uh, or in the in the foreground of the shot, like having you can see that director's hand kind of at work, of like being able to really direct focus, like you were saying, of like telling the audience like this is what you should be looking at is really really. Uh, yeah, it, it's really cool, and I think some distinct styles developed for sure. Yeah, and the director has the final say. But when you're not actually filming, when you're cut, like you get ideas from the actors, from the crew members, because everyone's seeing it from a different angle. Mm-hmm. And so, like the way it goes is you get really collaborative. Yeah, you get suggestions from all these different points of view, and then sure. like the director like chooses which one they think will work best. Yeah, and the one that I directed was an educational film, which was an idea that we kind of concocted during a rehearsal. Uh, and I knew like th- this is going to be something really fun that we haven't seen yet. So we set the camera to black and white and you know, my, my cast was super into it and yeah. really aware of what it was that we were trying to accomplish. Yes. Yeah. Trost and Schwein. And oh, it was, I, I, um, I'm sorry. I said tropes. Oh, tropes. But, yeah. Tropes. Trost and John, I think Johnny, um, Johnny tropes, <laughs> man, he's, uh, Mike tropes. Yeah. He can be, uh, t- he can be tough to work with sometimes, and, and but Laura, you know. uh, Laura Schwinn. Schwinn. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but that, that was just so cool because we were doing something so weird and yeah. just so different from a narrative yeah. that we were doing this. Like there was a, there, the, Actors never spoke. There was just a narrator, and it was just, oh, I don't know, we said nice. it to black. It was just so cool. Like, what I just basically showed up with an idea and a couple of props, mm-hmm. and they made it happen. Mm-hmm. And it took it to a place that I never would have imagined. It got mm-hmm. just so twisted and funny and was really lovely. And I was just so pleased with how it came out. And it wasn't anything that when I walked in the door, I mm-hmm. knew we could do. So yeah. it was a good collaboration. It was really cool to watch that stuff in rehearsal, too. Which is, I feel like that you always do your your craziest ideas in rehearsal, and then yeah, you know. <laughs> like when Jake brought his baby, and then that oh, was a man. giant. <laughs> yeah, they made a giant baby movie in rehearsal because Jake had his baby with him, 
and 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 did it all at green screen. Yeah, they just kept redrawing the background on the whiteboard that they were standing <laughs> in front of. It was so absurd. It was really funny. Or you know, or, or I think it was you guys, Philip, that did the. Uh, we're gonna make the cameraman a character. I did the, a, point, a first person point of view one in practice that I never got to do in the show. Yeah. I mean, there was a lot of stuff that would come into rehearsal yeah. like that of like, let's, yeah. and I think that's the learning curve. Just truly of, experimental. Yeah. Of yeah. getting handed all this really big set of tools. Of like, let's see what happens if we do this. Like, what happens if we do shadows? One of the biggest tools that a filmmaker has is editing. Do you guys get the chance to edit at all? Nope. You mean go back and do again? <laughs> no, 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 no. But like once all of your footage is done, do you get to cut at all like cut it together like James you said trust me I'm doing like uh, everybody line up and do this head turn mm-hmm. uh, I'm doing something here it, do you get the chance to then go in and like splice in the, <laughs> the head turns where you want it to be do you have that kind of time or is it just shoot and go once in a while you'll go back and reshoot something because like say for instance uh, you've accidentally let left the camera on while you're carrying it from point A to point B, sure. but that would be the only yeah. the only time we would ever have but the opportunity to, to go back. Otherwise, and, you're shooting in order. As yeah, you're it has to be in order. Yeah, it goes, it goes on the tape in order. Yeah, and if it's if you do go back and shoot it, you have to redo the whole thing. There is no edit. Yeah, somebody... It, it's weird, too, like how many... No matter how many times you explain, like they're out shooting this live and it comes running in the door and the tape goes right in the deck and right mm-hmm. out on, on screen, people still would ask us, like, so when did you guys do that? Like we just now, we just did that just now. That's actually the reason why I was asking. And the question. yeah, and it's somebody did ask me like, oh, there's a somebody realized that their camera was on and, and asked once I got the tape back like, there's a spot in the middle. Is there any way to take that out? I'm like nope, nope. I mean, if it was at the end, I guess I could clip it off. But I would just like to say that I was not that person. Nope. Yeah. Um, but I, you know, those I think those moments are some of the best because the mistakes are the really cool stuff and yeah. it's also what shows the audience that we are actually improvising it always kills it yeah. slays oh my god it's the great. audience loves well, it's to got, see it's gotta mistakes. be hilarious we talked a lot about in rehearsal about um, let them see the strings mm-hmm. yeah. yeah Um, and uh, if if Somebody gets uh, accidentally, you know, steps into frame that's not supposed to be there, or if you, <laughs> or if you uh, turn the camera towards a window and you see the the camera in the reflection, like people dig that. You get a lot of shots to start with. Now, okay, mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. um, go two, well, one. I mean, I mean and. it's kind of a win-win uh, because perfection is amazing when you're doing this, and imperfection is amazing when you're doing this. Right. So. And if you, but if you wanted to be perfect, like it would, I feel like it would stop people from trying so many of the like the tapes would come in and our experience back at the projection table mm-hmm. was like we had no idea and, and they wouldn't even get a chance to explain what it was we were literally just putting it on the screen and sometimes the audience is looking at us and we have no idea mm-hmm. um and to see like oh my god they attempted what mm-hmm. uh mm-hmm. that was just so you know things that i would have assumed like no there's no way you have time to do this but right. but worrying about making it perfect and getting it right the first time will stop you from trying that stuff yeah and by extension i would actually say that if you're looking for perfection then sort of well what's the point of improv sure <laughs> i mean if you want a perfect production you know you it's, might as well do scripted theater but i think yeah. part of the buy-in for audiences in improv to begin with is the risk of failure is the risk of Absolutely. we know it's this a high wire act yeah but is there yeah. a market for scripted film james really um, <laughs> i'm trying to i'm trying to pitch some ideas I can't, to I can't uh, picture a world in which that would work i'm trying to pitch some ideas to show business Ooh. oh show business wow all right. Well, I have a I have a couple of uh, quick hit questions for you guys right now, and this uh, this particular segment is uh, untitled. 
So if you could help me title it by the end of this segment, that would be really nice. Oh, man. Maybe we should title it before we know anything about it. I like this. Uh, You could title it now and then title it later. A Beautiful French Woman. (laughs) Okay. So Isabella Gianni? No, I think it's A Beautiful French Woman. Oh, no, it's just titled A Beautiful French Woman. Yeah, okay. But there's an emphasis on French. It's A Beautiful French Woman. Oh, I was going to put the the emphasis on A. Singular French Woman. woman. (laughs) Not the. Wait, or just... A beautiful French woman, because most French women are hideous. I think oh. we could. We could. Uh, <laughs> what, what about a, just a beautiful French woman? I, th- I think we could. I think we could. We could emphasize every word like we were answering it as a wheel of fortune puzzle. A, a beautiful, beautiful French, French woman. woman. Yeah. Or it's actually women. Boo. Oh. <laughs> a beautiful Should've French women. <laughs> Should have bought that. Vowel. Yes. All right, so uh, <laughs> if if you could have any director from history direct your uh, your neutrino oh project, God. who would that director be? Oliver Stone. All right, Martin Score Spielberg, Darren Aronofsky, Woody Allen. Hmm. Nice. I we didn't talk about this, but I don't believe that you get to uh, soundtrack your uh, your films. Is that correct? Usually, usually. Well, we don't uh, soundtrack our films internally, but we are joined by a live piano Pian- pianist, yeah, pianist. Yeah, that will right. soundtrack our films for us. Right. So if you could select uh, somebody to score your films to be like your personal uh, composer, <laughs> who would be the mm. person who would score your films? Jack Barrett. Nice. Yeah. And that's mm. the guy who usually does yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. Getting a little plug in there for Jack. He's so awesome. Danny Elfman. Yep. Oh, okay. yeah. That's Does good. that seem too That's obvious? Good. I was also uh, I was gonna say Kanye West. <laughs> I, I like Elfman. He has a yeah. he has a lot of dead man's parties. I would probably also endorse Danny Elfman. Yeah, yeah. that'd be awesome. Yeah, pretty yeah. good. He's I'll pretty give him a great. call. Uh, Woody Allen. <laughs> <laughs> I believe he plays trumpet or or sure some sort of horn. You know what he plays? A beautiful French woman. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's the wrong country. Uh, is, is it a beautiful French woman? Yeah. yeah I think. <laughs> hmm. Hmm. Oh. Hmm. Hmm. Beautiful French adolescent. Outtake. Right. Yeah. Outtake. A lot of like creepy adolescent. Yeah, really creepy. Not today. Which, how about you? What's that? How about you? The Dead Kennedys. Dead Kennedys. Nice. <laughs> yes. Just Jello or the whole band? The whole band. All right. But the original lineup. Uh, oh yeah. Yeah, because yeah, yeah. they. I would want them to kill one another before the, everything was over. Nice. Sure. Actually, uh, I'm going to change my my answer. It's somewhat similar, somewhat similar to Danny Elfman. Let's go. Uh, if we could still get Prince to do like yeah. a 1989 Batman, yeah. Yeah, 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 sort of a you know Bat Dance, a little yeah, like Bat a, Dance is great. Yeah, like oh, you know, like a really, really, like really on the great? nose really? about specific characters. In own way. <laughs> oh no, no, wait! I want to change it again. Will Smith. I want Will Smith <laughs> to be a very descriptive. I'm gonna. Th- I'm also gonna throw in a John Bryan because he's a he's a fantastic mm-hmm. uh, composer, and that would be a really fun. Mm-hmm. I'm blanking on the name for some reason, but uh, Trent Reznor. The fr- oh, yeah, he'd be great. But the frames, uh, the guy from the frames, uh, once he did. Glenn Hansard. Yeah, Glenn Hansard. I'd love to have him do. Glenn Danzig. Glenn Danzig. Yes. Well, with the misfits, because I'd want mm-hmm. him and Jerry only to kill each other before they finish. You have game. a chance this September. I know. I'm excited. Uh, okay. If you could do uh, the same 
Neutrino project, but instead of having Herald format, pick a different uh, improv form format for the format of the show. Mm-hmm. What would you do? Scene painting. <laughs> that's <laughs> that's just, just the a, painters. Just the painters. Just yeah. a technique. Just the painters. Mm. <laughs> um, any short form mime guessing game. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Yes. Party quirks. Styles, Party quirks. Styles replay. <laughs> Styles replay. Styles replay would actually work very well. That would sort be of really weird. Oh, sort of that would be great. Genre Rashomon. All right, everybody, we got to go. Next year, we got to work on something. That's a really <laughs> great idea. James. That's actually a great idea. That, we'll try to do oh that my god! Damn it! That would yes. be so well, good. Now the way I remember it. <laughs> well, we got one more, more show tonight. tonight. So <laughs> the way I remember it, we all had swords. Hmm. Oh man. Actually, I think someone's done a version of that where they like had the base story and then they showed each person's oh, point of view yeah, of they that did. same story. They didn't change Jean. So, yeah, they didn't do not, styles, but they, yeah, they did change the, they w- went back and replayed what, what really happened. Yeah. yeah. Damn it. Always too late. Well, oh, maybe in eight more years we'll try again. Sure. We'll remember that. Of a of an improv form? Yeah. Oh, wait, you, you already said. Well, I said the painters, yeah. but <laughs> I don't know that that's really that possible. With green screen it would be. Yeah, well, I know this is an improv form. This is a cinematic form, but I, I, I wanted to do an animation of some sort, but like you really don't have the time, like to do some time lapse or something like that, or like Mm -hmm. draw on the whiteboard, erase, draw on the whiteboard, erase it, something like that. I just I wanted to push myself to try to get that to work within the time frame, Mm -hmm. which Mm -hmm. seems impossible, which makes me want to do it really hard. It would be so hard, but I think the deconstruction would be so cool. Sure, especially the run. You'd have these like literally like five second clips and just like boom, boom, boom. boom yeah, that would boom, be really boom, fun. Boom. That feels like a David Fincher movie, which is fine. Yeah, you could do worse. Uh, and then you could get the uh, the Chemical Brothers to score it. <laughs> oh, yeah. Rotoscoped Should animation, very limited them. rotoscoped animation. Yes. Like uh, He Man, Ralph oh. Bakshi, Ralph Bakshi. Mm. That'd be so cool. Um, okay, so if you could uh, take any of the the scenes that you've either done or been a part of. Uh, and turn it into a either short feature or uh, feature film. Please pick one oh, that, that you would love God. to extend into something bigger than it was able to be. I think for me, there was a there was one or that was, one that you just viewed. There's yeah. one that was directed by Susanna Eckberg that had sure. Aaron Shepard playing two different people. Oh yeah, and it was so brilliant. It was just so well done, and she kept. So it was great because we did. <clears throat> that's another. Um, example of something that we could do on camera that you couldn't do on stage. Susanna could cut the camera and then Aaron could, you know, be playing one character and then jump to the other side of the table and then they start rolling again. And it was really seamless that she was playing these two different people, but it was played by the same actor. So it was um, really great. And she was playing two totally different people that had never met each other that were in relationships but the guys that she was dating knew each other, so they all ended up coming together for this double date thing. And then the the two women didn't think they looked alike at all. And the two men, <laughs> the two men were just completely obsessed with you. What's going on here? You you guys are you twins? Are you sisters? And they were just you know Aaron against Aaron. I'm saying yeah. they, but it yeah. was she. Um, was just Aaron against Aaron saying you know. Oh, I love your necklace. Oh my God, I love your style. You're, you know, whatever. We should get coffee. Uh-huh. <laughs> and it was just so funny. Um, but I would love to see that as 
like a, a longer, longer thing. Yeah. It was just, it was really charming. Yeah. Well, and I suppose with longer, with more time, you'd be able to actually do split screen. You could have her on screen at the same time talking to herself. Right. Uh, and we were talking earlier about like how the audience loves those moments where yeah. they can be reminded yes. that this is a real thing. Yeah. Um, Susanna had kind of like, I think maybe shown the strings on purpose where Aaron is like quickly sliding back into the seat because she I mean she literally was running back and forth around the table she and I were both doing it because I was on the crew for that one and um, so I was being her stunt hands and her stunt voice that she was talking back to which makes sense which was um, which was really great. So then there was a moment where Aaron's like jumping back into the chair really quick, and the audience lost their mind. So. Yeah. And really one of the dates that the one of those couples went on was to the Neutrino movie. Like they went oh, to the theater oh, yeah, and went counted. into the theater and saw the clip of the movie that they were watching earlier. Oh, yeah, which was very crazy. risky. Susanna um, really did a lot of risks on that one. It really turned out well, but. Yeah, the second scene, they went into the actual theater that had the audience watching the film of Aaron that they had shot 10 minutes ago. <laughs> yeah. It was very cool. That's really funny. Yeah, really we had more cool. than one that ended up back in the theater. The There was one that the finale came back into the theater because we had like two mm-hmm. extra minutes. Sure. Like, oh, okay, here's another tape. And James just grabbed the... Uh, the camera and, and the cast and shot another beat yeah. and it walked back into the into the theater and it just happened to be when the so it was Anna Tobin was the was she the voice or was she on camera she was the voice and uh, and then and Sophie was the uh, that's right was the was the main character so Anna was um, being her narrative her, voice yeah but they were in the room during the the previous clip so it's Anna's voice coming out of the speakers while Anna's also narrating on camera. <laughs> and then it zoomed into the screen showing the end of the clip that they had done previously. Mm. And then the last word in the entire film oh, that's was right. art. Because you are, art. Did, we already, did we already talk about the fact that we, we transition by no. going into a light source? No, no, no. no? So that's, that, that's <clears throat> mostly a cue to uh, whoever is uh, switching tapes. It's a cigarette burn. At the theater, it's a cigarette burn. So, you know, we'll find a light source in the room. And yeah, in this case, we, we got back... Uh, into the theater to shoot this extra clip of Sophie um, watching the movie, and, and as Butch said, it was during a scene transition. So the light source that I ended up using uh, to transition, the one I was just shooting, was finding the light source on the screen, which was showing a light source <laughs> from a previous <laughs> ending so of a weird. previous clip. Oh my god! So it was super up its own ass. <laughs> oh, it was really up its own ass, and. People didn't really laugh, but I know they were like, yeah. But it was cool. Well, yeah. and the crazy art. part is the, like, you guys came in and, and went slowly up the ramp. So there's somebody in the room speaking. Mm-hmm. Um, and I would say a majority of the audience didn't realize that there was a movie being filmed in the room. They were watching a movie. <laughs> yeah. Like, they were just focused on the thing. It helps that it was actually Anna's voice in, in both things. So it, yeah. it yeah. It blended together. It's like the sound is really weird in here. <laughs> but the then e- when it, the echo is different words. Yeah, and they were in shooting it and then like it it was I think like 5 minutes later that tape ends up in the deck and you can you could see people like looking around when they realized that the the environment that you're they're seeing on screen is in the same room they're sitting in and they didn't realize that it happened. It was kind of unnerving. It's a great there's magic an- trick. There's another cool like magic trick that yeah. um, that we do during some of the shows because we'll get those suggestions up at the top. And one of the suggestions that we'll commonly get is 
from the audience give us a physical object mm -hmm. that we can use. So like look in your purses and pull out something that we can actually take with us. Mm -hmm. So one of the ones I remember was someone had a Tide pen mm -hmm. and gave that, James, was that your? Mm -mm. Um, so it was like the kind of this like crime drama thing and they ended mm -hmm. up using this Tide pen throughout to like clean up the blood or whatever. But it was it was really cool and it was just a fun little prop. Mm -hmm. But the audience always reacts really wildly when they see that object because they're reminded like, oh, that's that's mine. Or we saw them get that at the mm -hmm. beginning. They're mm -hmm. out there shooting with that thing and then they get it back at the end. So that's kind of a cool thing too that's a little bit more like a visual reminder than just sure. a genre suggestion or right. something. Yeah. And it reminds them that they had some influence. Like yeah. They, they set these things in motion. Yeah. And if you don't give them their object back, that gives them a reason to come back. Right. <laughs> True. I get it. Uh, so speaking of uh, coming back, I'm sure that uh, this isn't the last time that we'll see Neutrino. I mean, tonight is the last performance of this particular run, but it'll be back someday. Mm -hmm. uh, and wherever there's trouble. Neutrino will be there. <laughs> it's, it's the hero the city deserves. It's just not the one it needs right now. Right. Uh, so if, if you could pick something that would be an ambitious goal to achieve next time Neutrino rolls around, what would that goal be? Oh, man. Like something that you could see maybe through the, the course of the four-month run this time around that like, oh, shit, if we had you know, prepped for this or uh, if we had thought about this sooner, this is something we could have done this time around. What would that be next time around? Uh, I would I would like to play even more with lighting. Um, sure. To the yeah. extent, you know, to the extent that you can uh, preset things because, I, you know, to me, if you're going to use something on the huge campus, if you will, sure. then... Uh, it would be it would be interesting to see well what sort of dynamic lighting can we uh, set up on the fly mm -hmm. Um, mm -hmm. to be able to like I mean for instance like uh, you know I would love to be in a you know a German U boat or something like that like yeah. get that sort of e you know easily malle oh. malleable but then uh, you know identifiable as any number of things uh, that's not very well explained but. Bottom line, yeah, lighting tricks and those sorts of things. Yeah. yeah. And that was kind of the, I mean, that was the, we'd set out to make a set initially, but then realizing like and anything you add is stuck being what it is. Yeah. So mm -hmm. you had to be very careful about, you know, adding, you know, couches, because what if we need this to be an office or right, the right. center of the earth? Yeah. I don't have anything to add. Yet. Yeah. We did kind of have like a little makeshift office or living room or whatever setup which is cool we have you know like little basic stuff like a tv and a desk and chairs and stuff but we're mostly mm -hmm. shooting in classrooms and mm -hmm. you know with a white wall or a black wall or something mm -hmm. like that i think maybe for next time it would be cool to add more gear um Green lighting and well <laughs> god well honestly i'm not rotoscoping I mean, yeah. in six minutes i don't I mean, know about what, you guys i mean you know but honestly though that technology i mean what can you yeah live compositing what, is what totally can you figure doable. out yeah um oh god i can't believe i just said that this show already I mean, literally gave me nightmares like yeah. as it was leading up to open it's a monster um so yeah, next time I don't even want to imagine what we can yeah, maybe try more, and pull off. More access to more of those wardrobe <laughs> pieces, more of those props and things that we can just like dig through. You're saying like a wardrobe rack, like yeah. oh man, that sounds great. <laughs> yeah, yeah, let's do that. And like the Styles replay thing, I think like tickles my brain a little bit of giving some 
some check in along the way. I mean, it's it's already really. It's, there's so many things in motion so quickly, but like having some way for it to come back and check in and, and also still be, be open to change mm-hmm. as it's shooting would, might be kind of cool. I think just more Woody Allen. Mm. Maybe next time more Woody Allen. And if we could do scenes on horseback. Mm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, any chance to use technology, any chance to just, uh, as we get more and more comfortable with the form, to just you know, have toys to play with, so yeah. to speak. I, I, th- I think it would be cool, and this will give you nightmares, uh, if, if you could work out a way to um, uh, send the, the files back digitally so it could actually give the directors five minutes extra to... Well, do, there's a way. ...do a quick edit job instead of having runners. Uh, that was actually a conversation that happened as we got closer to the run, because the, the original Neutrino cast, a lot of them anyway, have migrated out to L.A., uh, and they yeah. started re-experimenting with the form. Uh, and I, so I happened to be in Las Vegas and I talked to Matt Donnelly, Donnelly briefly about it. Mm-hmm. And one of the things they found is removing that person that comes running in the door with you know the movie in hand really takes that element of sure. the time pressure away. And it, it becomes a much more passive experience for the audience. Like they had to do a lot of convincing of like, this is difficult uh, you know the the fact that we're doing this is really un unlikely, sure. Uh, because everybody feels like, oh, you're like, oh, shoot a bunch of video. Like I could do that. I have a thing that does that in my pocket. That's do, not hard. Well, yeah, just to, just have a plant in the uh, in the front to, <laughs> to run on cue run, <laughs> run yeah. in. Right? I'm and here. When we're shooting Neutrino, we open up the side door to the theater that is an entrance behind the flat oh, yeah. on right. stage. So, and we try to use it as much as possible as a tape runner. So that the audience can see you literally running in with that tape as the movie's playing. So the that tape runner flies right by what they're watching on yeah, screen, sure. which is cool. And, and I feel I, like audiences, there's something about that. Yeah, that's and audiences are so prone to just not believe right. that, oh, you're yeah. really, that you're really doing what you say you're doing. So any any anything that opens that door to like, oh, they could have done all that ahead of time. Like we just gave them a suggestion and out they went. Yeah. You, I mean, there's I'm sure there's people that already suspect that of the neutrino as of it course. is. Of course, especially when you walk in as a director with some sort of genre or something mm-hmm. that takes out a little element of improvisation because you're putting in like, well, it's film noir, so it's like, well, you knew that, so you're kind of scripting some of it. You know, as an audience member, you might be like, well, you could, this all couldn't be made up. You know, but well, right. plus I just don't trust the cloud. I just know that if I if you, I've started uploading footage, all of a sudden the audience is seeing all my naked selfies. That's you know, yeah. so <laughs> Philip, I, I thought he was talking about me. Oh, McLeod? Yeah, I thought he was talking about me. Oh, no, no, no. You got to change your name, man. <laughs> uh, well, yeah. speaking of somebody who really should change his name because he's wanted in several states. God. Now's the time of the show where I throw the microphone over to Philip Simondet for a brand new segment called... Phillips Corner! It's Phillips Corner! Throw that microphone. Do it. What's that? I want to see you throw that microphone. Yeah, man. You say you're going to throw the microphone over to me. Oh. Every... I mean, this is the first time. Here. Welcome to Phillips Corner. (laughs) Uh, Previously, Felipe's Corner. Before I had to change my name the first time. This is when I have to talk to you. And you, oh, more Whoa, importantly, easy, no, no, no. <laughs> you invited no, us. No, more importantly, you have to talk to me. You're in this show. <laughs> <laughs> this is such a great start. What am I going to do? Are you okay? Never. Do you need a hug? 
Do you want somebody to touch your arm? For those listening, they are now touching arms. Thank you. I'm better now. So what I'm going to do is one at a time, I'm going to look into your eyes and extract a question, and you're going to answer it brilliantly. I I can only do this. You're all staring at me so intently, but I can only do one at a time. James. Uh, Do you own a beard trimmer? Do I own a beard trimmer? Yeah. I, I do. I do own a beard trimmer. It has not been used recently. Is that, uh, do I need a beard trim? No. That felt brilliant. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, let's strike one. Wait, for who? For me. Oh, okay. Yeah, for me. Uh, if he strikes out, he's off the show again. Oh, no kidding? Yeah. Oh, man. Now, does he, does, he, does, he, does he get a strike if his question isn't brilliant or if my answer isn't brilliant? It's, it's if the whole thing isn't brilliant. His questions are always terrible. Mm, mm. It's your answer that's supposed to bring that question up. But if the question is so terrible that you can't even answer well, right. it's so, his fault. So maybe I could have just expounded a little bit and like brought it back to my talking point. And that might have question. So right. he will be punished for our failings. Yeah, okay, yes. great. Excellent. Let's okay. keep going. I love this system. Okay. Uh, but... Sh- um, did you get many F's in school? Yes, a lot. Yeah? Uh, yeah, I was expelled once as well. <gasps> for bad grades or for misconduct? For, for being an immediate and present danger to the student body. <laughs> what? Yeah. Anyway. Uh, no, that's true. I was expelled for half a year. But during that time, I made the honor roll. Strangely, it was some of the best grades I got in high school. I didn't get along well in high school. I did get some F's. I failed out of most of my freshman year for lack of attendance. I just started, I discovered skipping school. Uh, so I was in summer school my entire high school career, and then I actually had to take ninth grade civics over again in, in my senior year. It was the only way to fit the, the makeup credits in. Well, so, you just take ninth grade civics yeah. in your so, senior year. So yeah. you, you were I got the same teacher, too. So I was, I was a senior would, yeah. in a room with a bunch of ninth graders with my the same teacher Was it again. fun or was it shitty? Oh, it was super shitty. Okay. Uh, it was a cautionary tale to all yeah. of those ninth graders. So like, sure. hey, don't fuck around like right. I did. Uh, I also had a kid in the meantime, too. So I had like, by that point, I was like, I just want to get done with high school and this matters so little to me because I like right. real shit to move on to. Well, you know, I'm a teacher and uh, I teach 10th grade right now. And oh, man, every year I have some 12th graders sitting in my room. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, yeah, bunch of F's and some arrests. Jeez. You're welcome. Cool. Some. Uh, yeah. All mm-hmm. right. Yep. Philip. Yeah. <laughs> not, a, not a strike. Not a strike. That oh, sounded good. brilliant. Oh, wow. Well, pretty brilliant. That was good. Good job, Philip. Yeah, I'm really good at this. Man. <laughs> Jen. I want to remind you, though, you can get two strikes on one question. What? Oh. Oh, you're not safe. <sighs> oh, God. <Ooh. laughs> there we go. She's pointing toward the bleachers. Do you have a bleacher story? Uh, for a while, I was obsessed with photographing bleachers. Why? Uh, I really like the shape of them um, from many angles from the front mostly from the side and this is real I have like a whole collection of like photographs that I've taken of bleachers because um, they're just beautiful there's that thing the things from people the sit side. on not people that bleach right uh, that's correct <laughs> okay yes yes but from the side they make this really beautiful uh, shape of escalation plus the structure underneath Mm-hmm. Um, the scaffolding, this crazy metal scaffolding that's somewhat symmetrical and somewhat organized, but also just chaos. It's, I, I quite like it. That's my bleacher story. Yeah, they're so cool because yeah. they're like crazy steps, they're like up and then down. So they're that you're crazy like, steps. Right? That's exactly what it is. It's because bleachers do this like 
Double step. Mm-hmm. Yeah, double step. Bleachers, the stairs for sitting. And everything <laughs> in bleachers is pragmatic. There's nothing there that's superfluous. Yeah, because they can squish into each other. Well, extend re- if they're that kind. Now there's oh, nothing yeah, superfluous. Like, oh, like high school gym bleachers. Mm. Yeah. I don't know oh, any the, photos the, like, of high school wall. gym bleachers. They're all like outside. Well, because I also. Permanently out. Here's why I. This is why I have so many bleacher photos is because for a while I was a photographer for <laughs> Marlboro cigarettes uh, did this thing I didn't work for Marlboro I worked oh. as like a freelance thing but they brought me in they did this thing um, called Marlboro Hot Laps where they would like send out invitations to the Marlboro VIPs like hey you smoke a shit ton of cigarettes come to this thing where we're going to give you lots of Marlboro swag and you get to ride around in a race car on a real racetrack with a real race driver. So I would fly from Orlando to weird places like Kentucky and shoot photos of these people that won this like VIP experience. And most of my day was walking around and shooting candids of cool stuff like bleachers and race cars and cones and that's awesome. really fun stuff and then <laughs> for 20 minutes every three hours i would shoot these people standing next to a race car and print it out on the spot and hand it to them i honestly <laughs> thought for you oh, were gonna man. say for 20 minutes every three hours you just had to chain smoke i was waiting for you to yeah. say that like they paid you to come shoot these races and they just you handed in nothing but photos of the underside of all the bleachers like right. fuck you yeah, <laughs> They're like, where are all the hundreds of people you're supposed to photograph? And I was like, look at these bleachers. And they're all around like, you. <laughs> the people are all around you. It's, a, it's oh, yeah. an untapped Not beauty. a strike. Not a strike. You know oh, what? I think you. I deserve a redo on James. Okay, yeah, yeah. James. Oh, man. Do you smoke a lot of Marlboros? Mm, nope. And that has been oh. Philip's Corner. <laughs> you want to know what, though? You want to know what, though? Oh. Yeah. Uh, I, I'll... I'll do my best to help you on this one. I actually have never smoked because not only uh, should you not smoke, I am allergic to cigarettes. Really? I mean, I guess we're all yeah, technically it's, allergic it's to cigarettes. Allergic it's reaction. not as good <laughs> yeah. for you. But but uh, yes, I am, among many other things, I'm uh, allergic to cigarette smoke. That's what the, that's what the little uh, pricks on my back told me. Hmm. That's an allergy it's test, not, by the way. When oh, I say oh, pricks I, on I my back, some fucking real jerks. Those pricks. Uh, they never shut hey, up. Phil? Goddamn, uh, Jared Mayo. <laughs> Phil, real quick. Yeah. Uh, Are you guys? Do you, need a, do you need some privacy? No, no, no. Uh, uh, strikes rescinded. Oh, oof! I live another week. And that has been Phillips Corner. Thank you so much, you guys. Yay! All right, you guys ready to do some improv? Sure. Yes. Next up, well, welcome to the Mayo Clinic. Uh, we've got amazing doctors here, so you're going to be okay. I mean, I've never seen this condition, but I'm, I'm sure that someone here can help you. It just hurts so bad. Yeah. Come come this way. You, so you promise she's going to be okay? That's, it, a, that's like, that guaranteed? Look, we don't know what it is yet. I can tell you what it is. <laughs> she has no head. It just hurts so bad. I... It hurts to laugh. It hurts to cry. Have you, have you never had a head, or is this a new condition? It just happened. If it helps, I have her head in this cooler. Yes, is it on ice? Oh. Then it's useless. Oh, I'm sorry. I'll just put it in the hallway. Oh, wait, I hear there's like some sort of like uh, five-second rule for heads. Are you my doctor? No, no, no. no. I'm, just wait- I'm just waiting to be helped as well. Chad, 
Why are you bothering these poor people? Uh, I, 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 I'm, I'm nosy. Are you playing doctor again? I don't, I, don't mind her, ma'am. She's just going to touch your face. That's how she senses the world. I, I, you, you seem very beautiful. And your touch is wonderful. I haven't been touched like this in years, Chad. It's, my hands are soft because they're covered in blood. Oh. Could we hurry this up? I just have blood spouting out of my neck hole. Sure. What insurance do you have? Uh, I, I don't think we have insurance. I, oh, it, it was Medica, but it lapsed. Oh. I will okay. let you borrow my insurance because oh. you're so wonderful. I, okay. I don't really care about insurance. I, I just would like to be able to see and hear again. Are you sure you don't need sure. the, the cooler with the head? Should I could just leave it here? You or? know, we might have a very good doctor, so we'll take it just in case. Okay. But I can't promise that we're going to reattach the head. But you can tell her she's going to be okay? I'm mostly certain. What about my pet portrait business? You make portraits of pets? Yes. Well, yeah, how do you think this happened? It's not easy to lose your head, but when you're shooting a Rottweiler, it is. Shooting with a camera. Don't look at me that way that I assume you're looking at me at. Rottweilers are really misunderstood animals. Shut it, Chad. Well, I mean, it's usually the the owner that has the problem, not the Chad, dog. Have you They're ever very seen a Rottweiler dogs. tear the head off someone while you were holding a screen for them? No, but I've seen the aftermath. You zip it. So just have a seat, and your doctor will be here shortly. Where's the chair? Thank you. Right Honey, here. help me find it's, a chair. It's right. Okay, just oh, and then. Ow. Here, you can have my chair. Oh, you're so beautiful. Oh, oh. it's a wheelchair. Yeah. That's, so, that's kind. Are you sitting oh. on the floor? I fell. Donna? Yes? Donna, I'd like to talk to you about uh, about the way you've been uh, treating the customers uh, here at Lucky Laundry. It's not the service that they need. It's the service they deserve. Well, that's that's the issue here. Um, you know, people drop off their dry cleaning, uh, and you're writing "fuck you" whore on it, and then putting it back in their bags and giving it back to them. Is anybody gonna help me? I've been out here for five minutes. Fuck you, whore. Look, it's just that. Okay. I feel like they made the stain, and so it's kind of their problem, not well, mine. I understand that, but to make the stain larger is not what Lucky Laundry stands for. Lucky Laundry stands for removing the stain. Now that's the service that they expect and deserve. Okay, I'll try it your way. I'm just gonna leave these shirts on the counter. Fuck you, whore! So Tuesday? Yeah, Tuesday. Are you in line? No, I'm leaving. Okay, do we just talk to him from back here? I think so, nobody ever came out. All right. Hi, I'm Donna, I will be Cleaning your clothes today, I guess. Hello, I am. I am the mayor. Fuck. Uh, hello, mayor. I'm sorry. What? Hello, hello, uh, mayor. All right. Trying it the boss's way. Trying the boss's way. Uh, what? Good. What? Uh, what garment do you need? Dry uh, clean. My sash. I need my mayor sash. We see that there is a gigantic mustard stain down the front of the stash. As you can see, there's a. Giant mustard stain yeah. down the front of the mm-hmm. sash. Hey guys, some asshole's motorcade is blocking my car. Oh, that's me. <sighs> Donna, I've got I've got my eye on you. Okay. I think you can handle okay. this one. Okay, um, give me the uh, uh, give me the give me the sash. Give me the sash. All right. Thank you. Uh, <laughs> looks like someone was sloppy with their hot dog. <laughs> yep. Yep. Donna, can I talk to you for one second? Uh, okay. Fuck that mirror. Fuck that mirror. Donna, it just seems like maybe, um, maybe you're dealing with something personal. Maybe you're bringing 
Maybe you're bringing your own dirty laundry to work. Do you know what I mean? Was that a metaphor? Yes, it's a metaphor. Fuck your metaphor. Hey, hey now. Sorry, you know I went sorry. to metaphor school. It took me a long time to get my metaphor degree. Look. And are you prepared to deliver your final presentation for your metaphor degree? Uh, yes, I'm, I'm as ready as a bird takes... Flight, that's an analogy. Oh, God, uh, I'm yes, so nervous. you used as. I'm so nervous. That is incorrect. Oh, God. Strike one. Oh, no. That is a metaphor. Uh, professor, I am a bird leaving the roost. Excellent. You may use the bathroom. Thank you. Okay. Uh, Where it, were we? I'm sorry. It, I'm, I'm really nervous. I'm nervous to be here Today, no that, shit. That's that normal not, language. That is just normal talk. Oh, that is normal talking. Be a leaf on the wind. I'm a leaf on the wind. I'm a leaf on the wind. Okay. All right. I'm, I'm ready. He- Very good. Everyone, please give her your utmost attention. We are all ears. <laughs> Very good. Very good, Eugene. Uh, well. Damn, it's a furnace in here. I, I did hear that. I did hear that. Uh, I guess I'll start by um, by giving my... Huh? <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. You appear to be farting. <laughs> this is just completely unheard of. I'm a risk taker. I'm farting as a metaphor. Ah, uh, yes, yes. Tell me more. Uh, I don't believe in, in final degrees in the way that you've all stood for them for hundreds of years. I'm farting in a way to say, there's a new society. We can do things differently now. We are the new frontier. <gasps> you have moxie, kid. You had the guts to stand up to authority and challenge the way we view ourselves. And yet I must fail you, because that was not the assignment. I'm going to go work at a laundromat for the rest of my life. Hey. 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 You guys are going to get us in trouble. Shut up. No, just watch. Just make sure no one comes under these bleachers. What? Guys, I'm really tired. I just want to go home and go to sleep. You guys shut up. We're going to have our own football game under yeah. the bleachers. I just want to sleep. Who just... invited the kid with mono to play football? My name is Darren. Whatever, Darren. What up, sleep? Mono Darren. All right, listen. We all have challenges, all right? Yeah, I was born without a head. He was doing a coach's speech. Let him go. I'm going to sleep to this. All right. All right, now listen. None of us are fit to play actual football. Yeah. But we, we're, we're going to have our own secret game under the bleachers. Shh, somebody's coming. Well, that was my job. Oh, sorry, guys. I wasn't paying Wake up. Wake the fuck up. Darren, get up. What? 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 Stand up. Okay. Sleepy Darren. All right, all right you guys, huddle up. Huddle up, you guys, but shh. shh, 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 shh. Yeah, yeah. All right. Here's what we're going to do. Okay, first of all... Does anybody know how to play football? There's a lot of butts above us. Well, let it, let it inspire you. 
Uh, I never I never learned how to play football. No, my dad wouldn't even play catch with me. All right. Um, go long. Let's do this. I'll draw a line. Which, which one? All of us go long? Blue 42. Blue 42. <laughs> Omaha. Is Omaha. Is that a paint color? Hang on. Oh. I think. Um, I don't get it. Um. All right, you guys. Uh, everybody's really confused, obviously. Yeah. This is yeah. I was born without a head. Okay, well, I understand that. How are you talking right now? Don't. The Mayo Clinic couldn't figure that out either. But I'm alive. Guys, shh, shh, he's a miracle. Shh, shh, somebody's coming. Darren, wake up. <laughs> Darren, yeah. What? 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 Wake up or take your stupid mono and go home. Guys, guys, it's Susie Jenkins. It's Susie Jenkins. It's Susie Jenkins. Where? Where? Hey, guys. Hi. Hey. Yes. Been, yeah. Yes. Maybe yeah, we are. Totally. Yes. Yeah, yeah, we totally know how to. Yep. Um, um, can I can I play football with you? I know I'm a little small. You guys, huddle up for a second. Am I a part of this? Well, no, I mean, not quite yet. Not quite yet. Oh. This is a pre-huddle. What about Darren? He's sleeping. Uh, Wake up, Darren. <laughs> go yeah. home, Darren. Uh, what? Uh, fine, I'll go. Home. All right, all right, uh, Susie, you're in. Oh, thanks. Okay. Huddle up. Susie. Yeah? Please, dear God, tell me you know anything about football. Yeah, of course I okay, know fu- Okay, cool. Football. Okay, good. Okay, all right. Explain football. Um, okay. Uh, what, which part? Uh, from, just start. Okay, uh, you take the ball and you try to get it over the goal line and then there's defense and they try to stop you. Is, right. that, is that soccer? No, well, I mean, it's soccer too. But... It's football. All you right, I'm just, carry, I'm, I'm fucking, I'm confused. Sometimes you throw the ball. So it's rugby? Is it? Yeah, it's kind of like rugby. Everybody lines up, and then you say, huh, you hike the ball, and then you either throw it or you run it. God damn it, you make all sports sound the same. Are all sports the same? Yeah, all of them are. Shh, shh someone's coming. What are you kids doing down here? No, um, you shouldn't be under here. Are you smoking cigarettes? Mm- no. 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 Dude, Jake, do you know anything about football? Yeah, of course. I know everything about football. All right. Uh, can you explain football? Sure. You got a ball? I'm sorry, ma'am. I hate to tell you this, but your son is never going to play again. Oh, my God. Play what? Darts. Is is this because of something that um, that his, my father did? Is is Could we have prevented this? As near as we can tell, this is a direct failure uh, by you as a parent. Oh, Jesus. I never wanted kids to begin with. It shows from, if you just look right here on the x-rays, you can see that very clearly. It says right there. Neglected, n- unwanted child. Right. right there on the x-ray. It says it right in his bones. This is the hardest part of my job. I'm sorry. Is there anything we can do? Well, uh, you don't normally see cases this advanced. Can we give him back? Well, there's still a chance. I mean, there's been some advances. There's there's a nice place upstate that he could he could run around, find some people that maybe are enthusiastic about having children. I mean, that that sounds really lovely. That sounds like, you know, maybe they would take care of him, uh, you know, better than we ever wanted. I don't to. want to give you any false hope. He may be too far gone. You know, let's just do it. Ah, I mean, ah, I'm awake. Oh. I'm awake. Hey, hey, hey. Charlie. Um, Darren. Hey, uh, yeah. Oh, but you know, Mom. 
just always <laughs> call you what I wanted well, to name I, our dog instead. I know. It's a fun game. Um, but Mom, can we go home? I'm tired of being at the doctor's. Um, you know... Uh, he can't stay here anymore. Oh, well, fuck. Um, and if he's going to be here, you have to stay in the building this time. Uh, you know, but I've got things to do. A mother has things to do, honey. Yeah, Mom has things to do. Welcome to Javier's School for Ungifted Youngsters. Yeah. Um, what can't you do, young man? Me? Uh, well, I'm not good at most things. Can't play football. Not good at math. I uh, hear it in the intake form. It says you are a failure at darts. Yes. Tell me about not playing darts. Sure. Uh, you know how you have a end and then a feathered end? Indeed. I don't know the difference. Ah, you are certainly useless, but we can use that. Within every unwanted child, there lies a power. What? Let's see it. Throw a dart. What's my power? You're, well, throw the dart, and we'll see what your power besides throwing darts is. <laughs> your power is to make other children cry. Oh, that's a good power, I think, right? Yeah, well, we'll see. Depends on if it is used for good or used for evil. I've heard that when you make other kids cry, you're a bully. Is that true? It all depends on whether they're bad people or not. I'm a bully. Ha, let me throw another dart. Ow! Uh, just one I'm a bad now, just one moment. Please. Why, that was some of the finest bullying I've ever seen in this school. What? <laughs> That's great. You've got potential. What's your name? My name's Darren or Charlie. You can call me whatever you want. I goddamn will. Eric, now let's not That's turn Coach the... Eric, I'm goddammit. Eric. Oh. You see, Eric and I have rather... Coach Eric. Coach Eric and I have rather different philosophies on teaching students without gifts. Well, if I'm a bully, I'm probably going to gravitate towards the coach. Now, that may be your first instinct. And I'm sure Coach Eric would be uh, ever so happy if that were your proclivity. Oh, How hey, I'm delighted. Just look at me like the surrogate father that never paid any attention to you. I've never had anybody give me positive feedback. That's right, I, I like champ. Eric. Listen carefully, young man. For four. about four more seconds, go! Do not, do, do not, I, well, I, we put a time Dirt. limit on it. You put a time, ow, ah! Dirt. You put a time limit on it, of That's course I'm going to choke up. Ricky, I know. Oh, God damn it! here we go. Okay. Did you tell him yet? Let's see what, we're, he, we're, see what he knows. We're going up to the cabin, and you're going to be here by yourself this weekend. Uh-huh, you can't come. And I need you to be a big man about it. Tell him. Tell him now. You are not going to get access to the car. You are not going to get access to the keys to the outside. You're grounded. <laughs> You're grounded. You're grounded, and I'm going to sit in your seat all the way up to the cabin, and I'm going to sing all your favorite songs, and you're not going to be Nobody's Patricia, going camping. Patricia. Nobody's going camping because I burned down the woods. What? For me. Yeah, I'm in love. We're in love. We're in love. And your stupid camping trip is going to get in the way. Ew. You shut up, Tiffany. Ew. Shut up, Tiffany. You guys kiss on the face? T are you all like... Tiffany. No, we're like... Yeah, sometimes he kisses me inside my face. Like that. That's the noise we make. Okay. Fucking deal with it. This is inappropriate behavior. 
And I don't believe that you should have done these things. I still like accept- you don't believe like you actually don't believe I burned down. No, the woods. I said I don't believe you should have. You don't I, believe in love. You don't I'm, believe in falling in love. Okay, Karen. Mom, what's that you're here. Smell? I'm trying to be a good single parent to two wonderful children, and I'm going to pump up your self-esteems. But I have to lay ground rules, and the ground rule here is that you are. This weekend. Don't be that kind of mother-in-law. Karen, you are here as a privilege. You are here as a privilege. You even gonna check to see if I burned down the woods? I believe you because I open trust the window you. and let in some more of that ash. It smells like Tiffany. Could you open the window? Could you open the window, please, to let in more of that ash? It, it, it is your brother's work. It is his art. <laughs> Breathe in, and Tiffany. <laughs> Someday somebody's going to love you this much. (coughs) Ash doesn't make me cough anymore. Someday I hope that you've experienced this, Tiffany. So where do we go from here, son? Where do we go from here? Inward. Inward? Inward. Okay. This family, this family is the only thing that matters. And now that there's no more woods, we are going to have some quality in-law time. Hold hands, you guys. You need to accept this relationship, mother. Love. I didn't want love. to. It's I, love. Love. I, I didn't, love. I didn't want love. to, but, but it is love. love. It is love. It's love. love. It's love. Okay, love. fine. It's love. Okay, fine. Love. Fine. It's fine. Love. It's love. It's love. love. We love. agreed. It's love. I, love. I accept love. you. I accept the both of you for who you are and what you are to each other. It's love. And if if 12-year-olds want to be in love, then 12-year-olds are going to be in mm-hmm. love. Mm-hmm. Would you Would you like to be married now? Yes. We had a we had a ceremony last night in the woods. Yes, that you burned, burned down the woods. It, burned it down. He lit it ablaze. He lit it ablaze. They were gonna see our love from space. Yes. Now God knows. God sees our love from space. Ew. God lives on the Hubble Shut Space up, Telescope. Tiffany. There is no God. Shh. Uh. But, okay, that's okay. It was rude. That's just rude <laughs> to no, the Lord. T- Tiffany's Tiffany's right. There's room for everybody to be correct in this family. Speaking of which, I invited your dad back to see this. What? Yeah, well, I just thought he'd like to be part of this moment. Thank you. You're, thank you. That is one step too far, Karen. Side darts. Ow. Ow. Open the door. He's getting covered in ash. Do not open that fucking just door. I do not door. want to see that. <coughs> Jesus Christ. <coughs> Hello, Father. The prodigal father returns. Hi, Dad. Hello, Clive. I see you got my message. <coughs> Uh, hi. Uh, I hear there's a glorious uh, uniting of two souls happening, uh, and I didn't want to miss it. Well, you're just in time. Good. I hope it works out better than my marriage. Thank you. We were about to consummate. You, what? <laughs> you, you brought me here to witness that part? Yes. It's tradition in my family. I understand. Remember, honey... Uh, God, yes, uh, honey. Remember, uh, Tiffany. Remember our consummation I'm, night. I'm so sorry, but mom, I'm scared. I'm scared too, and I'm gonna go out the window. I brought the traditional beanbag. You're supposed to watch. Goodbye, family. And now we commence bumping butts together. Mm-hmm. God, if your grandfather could see this. Uh, could you could you press? the fourth floor for me thank you so yeah four whole floors right yeah just me and you yeah (laughs) just well (laughs) just entombed in a steel 
Yeah. Concrete and yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Hey guys, I'm a balloon animal. Oh, somebody left this here. Look at that. That's, <laughs> oh, that's cute. That's I'm a balloon. A I'm a balloon penguin. Oh, oh, oh penguin. I see. Oh, I had I it. See it. I see, I it's on its side. Yeah. yeah. Okay. But I could be anything you want me to be. Could you? Could you push three? Actually. Boom. Thanks. You know, I bet if you untwisted that, it would. You know, you could make it anything you wanted it to be. <laughs> Don't let my air out. I'll die. Oh, no. It's, yeah. yeah hold, no, hold that other yeah, end. Yeah, be careful not to yeah. let it. That's right. Want it to... Blow in my butt. Um, did... Oh, try to blow it up a little more. Oh, you might did get you... more. oh yeah. Okay. Uh... This is fun. All right. Yeah, that's the stuff. No, look, I'm huge. No, wait, stop. You're that... There's a vein coming out of your neck. <sighs> These things are hard unless you stretch them out. <laughs> Yeah, they usually come with like a little pump thing, but you know, um, yeah. yeah, it'd be weird for somebody to leave that. <laughs> yeah, little do they know, I'm gonna make them fall in love. Um, what was that penguin? It's not <laughs> like a penguin; it's more like a, it's like a macaw. It's almost like a an otter. It looks like an otter. Yeah, totally. Looks like we're not going anywhere. Oh my god! Did that just? Are we stuck? I um. Are we fucking stuck? I, whoa. Uh, I mean, check the phone. I guess. See if I, there's. I can't. I don't have any service in here. It's a goddamn elevator. No, the elevator phone. The in the little door that says phone. Okay, sorry, I get um anxious. Me and, too. Um, I hate tight small spaces. <laughs> Phones disconnected, suckers. Son of a bitch. What the fuck? Okay. Um. Fucking this. Fuck this you know, penguin in this fucking elevator ride. Uh, <laughs> Can they hear me or not? Um, <laughs> Let's let the listeners decide. Jesus. Well, okay, I guess know, we have to... I was supposed to officiate a wedding, but I guess I'll just be a little late. Well, I was supposed to be in a wedding, but, you know, shit. Oh, oh. somebody's getting nervous. Better fiddle with me until you turn me into something else. <laughs> Just to quit playing with that dumb thing. And hey, look, I'm a, I got a bow tie on. Oh, shit. Nice try. Here, it's a. Are we going to the same? We're going to the same wedding. Here, it's here, it's a bouquet. Look, oh, look I got your bouquet. That was actually pretty impressive. Fuck. God. Shit. <sighs> you know what? I just. Do you mind if I just um, stand in the corner and face the wall and um, sing to myself for one second? Uh, yeah. No. Mm. Can, do you mind if I open the emergency hatch and just scream? Yeah, that'd be great. Okay. Oh. <laughs> Y'all ready for this? Oh shit! Uh, this it did not uh, not go as I planned. Okay. I've actually driven a wedge between them somehow. Okay. Um. Hey, you know what? To be honest, I uh, fuck this wedding. Like I don't believe in signs, but I think this is a sign. I'll take I'll take this as a sign. Are you guys stuck in there? No. We're fine. We're fucking fine. Okay. Oh, wait, no, wait, don't go away. We're not fine. We're not you know, fine. We're not fine. In a way, it's kind of more relaxing in here than it is in the real world. Right. right. In here, you know, I don't have to face any. Like I don't know. have to worry about you. <laughs> in this, in this, in this fucking bouquet of flowers. Right. Oh dear you lord! Know, Why was know. I cursed by that gypsy to become a talking balloon animal? It's like if we ever get rescued, we have to go back to whatever's oh, you know on all these floors. Yeah. Shut the hatch. Shut the hatch. Done. <laughs> Oh. 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 
pull that pull that stop button in case it starts up again. Thank you. Yeah, just fucking yank it out. Oh god. Oh god, that's so much better. We're all gonna fucking die. We're all gonna fucking die. This fucking balloon. Oh right. Oh. You wanna die in here? I've never wanted anything more. Yes. Like I, I had that feeling about you as soon as those doors shut. I'm like, I was like, this is the person I'm supposed to die with. We're gonna die in here together. It seemed like fate. We're supposed to die together. Yeah. Oh, this is nice. Hey, do you mind if I join in the in the corner? Please do. Thanks. Y'all ready for this? Sorry, that's my phone, probably. I'm not dead yet! Please kill me! Hey, if I empty out this balloon, we could probably fit it over both of our heads. You're a fucking sick man! You're fucking sick! Should we face away or apart? I'll see you on the other side. Honey, have you seen the balloons? Um, I blew them all up. They're outside. It's almost time for my party! All right, outside, ready for the party for you, the kids to show up. You know how you know how Rod gets though. We got it. We 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 can't let him know there's a party coming because it gets too ramped up. I know. It feels like it's probably party time. But he is so excitable, and he does know it's his birthday already. He's not dumb. No, I know he's not. I know he's not dumb. But it's just it. Usually, it's it's nice to. You know, let him think we're gonna keep things on the on the DL. I bet there's a cake in the freezer. You are you are right, and I am I am happy to do that. I'm happy to to make this a very special day for him, but it's it, it will be somewhat of a surprise for him. Well, I don't. I mean, I think he knows is is is, is the thing, and it's like I mean, we just I thought we discussed that we were gonna, you know, try to keep his try to try to keep his blood pressure down. Uh, until the actual event. Well, I, th- I think it's important. It's weird for a five-year-old to have a high blood pressure. But... There's only one reason anybody gets these candles out of the drawer. He's he's very intuitive, and it's hard. I know it's hard to keep secrets from them. And, and, and until he has a way to actually, you know, blow off some of this energy, it's just it's all it's all potential. You didn't think I inventoried the crit paper, but I do. Hey, I'm the puppeteer. Uh... Yeah. Where should I set up? Is can you take- can you can you can you can you can you come inside real quick? Can you come inside real yeah, quick? Sure. We don't want you to. We okay. don't want him to see you. Okay. Guys, there's a van up front. Okay, uh, so just building the stage. Actually, can you, can take, you like, go back? Can you move your van? Like, can you move your van a couple yeah, of blocks uh, like, away? Yeah. I'll back it up so I can bring in the equipment. It's going to take like oh, a half look, how hour. Much you, how much do you have? How much equipment do you have? Well, I got to build the stage. It'll be like thirty to forty-five minutes. No, that's cool. But can, uh, can you just like uh, bring the the van like maybe three blocks away? And and then. And then walk the the stage stuff uh, down. It's it's extremely heavy. Uh, it's fine. I mean, we can help. We, That's we fine. Can help. We can help. Holy can help. shit! There's a hurdy gurdy in here. What's a hurdy gurdy? It's a, extremely heavy. I'll tell you that much. Okay. Oh, I know what a hurdy gurdy okay. is. It's yeah. one of those cranky things. Ooh, you know what else is a cranky thing? This guy. Uh, yeah. Every Sunday morning, yeah. getting up for church. Uh, yeah. Yeah. We don't get to church much except on holidays now. But I, I'm very serious, though. But we're happy. We are happy. But also serious about keeping Rod's blood pressure down. Yeah, Rod. It's Rod's birthday! Rod is our son, our boy, our pride and joy. And he refers to himself uh, in the third person. He does. Guess 
Guess where you got that from? This lady right here. Oh, sure. Okay. Three hundred and sixty-four days since Rod had cake. I didn't even understand what that was. He's uh, talking about his cake. Oh, I get oh it. sure, 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 sure. I keep a tally on my dresser. Most of my set is made entirely of edible candy. It's just pure sugar. And he's in there with that right now. Holy shit! Have you guys licked this van? All right, new plan, new plan. I would let's get back to the let's get back to your van. Let's get in. Let's get to your van as quickly as possible. <laughs> Oh, it, uh, uh, he locked it. It's locked from the inside now. Rod, Rod, Rod buddy. Rod. Oh. Rod, can you open up? Oh, you no. Oh, this is bad. This is really Rod, bad. Rod, please open up for mommy. This no. is bad. You have no idea what's going to happen I'm gonna now. I'm going to lick the inside of this van. Everything Rod. in there is made of candy except for the Marlboros Why and the Why did you say that out loud? <laughs> Marlboros! Rod, open up for mommy. This is an order. This is the best birthday ever. Everybody stand back. Everybody get back. Everybody get back. Damn you. He's loose. <laughs> All right, well, uh, Rod's run away. At this point... Going to the park to connect the, collect all the kids on my birthday! All right, at this point, uh, we have kind of a uh, protocol. Uh, so do you want me to set up in the living room or the uh, dining room? You know, we're just going to pay you. We're going to pay you and send you on your way. Okay. Um, Guys, I'm on you know, here for my birthday! You know what? I still want some entertainment. Dining room. Next up, Rods! And that's our show. Thank you to the cast and crew and producer of <laughs> Neutrino. I don't I don't know how to One small call slice it. of yeah. Neutrino. So thank you to... James Moore! Butch Roy. And... Philip Simondet. And all of the members that couldn't make it were... <laughs> Trost. Oh. <laughs> uh, yeah, uh, Tropes and Schwinn. Tropes and Schwinn coming to a, a vaudeville stage near you. Yep. Uh, yeah, thank you guys for coming. Uh, this is a really neat show for the, uh, for the Twin Cities. And, uh, and something completely different. And now for something completely different. So uh, you can, uh, you actually, you missed the show. So fuck you if you didn't get a chance to see it. You waited but too long. It'll be back in, you know, another 10 years. The show was at Huge Theater. It was produced by Huge Theater. That's Huge Theater 3037, Lindale Avenue South. For more information on other shows at Huge Theater, go to hugetheater.com to check that out. Philip, what do you have going on right now? Uh, you can see me uh, at Huge Theater on Fridays in July and August oh, as part of Throwgram. The Laurent Group has a new film. What's it called? I think it's called And the Award Goes To. Yes. Is that official? That's the official. And then you can see me, that's 8 o'clock on Fridays, and you can see The Painters 10.30 on Saturdays. And for me, uh, the Troika winners this year, the Sultans of Silly, are up on Wednesdays through July on Huge Wednesdays with three other groups that are all super funny. Seven bucks gets you in, four groups. That's a pretty sweet deal. Come and check it out. Uh, also at Huge Theater. Philip, how can people get hold of us? They can send us an email next up at podcast at gmail.com, like us on facebook.com slash next up at, and check us and other amazing podcasts out on noisepicnic.com. Go to iTunes, subscribe to our podcast, rate and review it. Uh, let us know what you think. Tune in next week, and until then, as always, uh, go film some shit, people. You can. Technology's cheap these days. 